Welcome to Cultivate with Chelsea, the podcast that supports perinatal women and navigating life postpartum. I'm your host and new mama friend, Chelsea Barbeen, here to talk about all the things they don't tell you to expect after you're expecting. All right, mama, your time is more valuable than ever now, so let's dive in. It's time to cultivate. We're doing it. Oh, okay. Recording. Caitlin, I am thrilled to be like with you right now. Full transparency. I'm like kind of fangirling. Oh my God. My little like shake out. I was like, I can't believe that this conversation is happening. Oh, I just need to like take a deep breath. Um, I, thank you so much for having me. Please don't fangirl. I am a mom and a doula just like everybody else, or at least like everybody else that was in the room when we met. Um, I'm a normal person who is doing the same thing you are, trying to make an impact, trying to make it better for the next mother, the next parent. And I'm really happy to be here to talk about it. Oh, thank you. And I really appreciate that. I am, for everyone listening, we have, as she just shared, fellow mama and founder of Be Her Village, Caitlin McGray's. Did I get the last name right? It's McGrayus. Oh, I just dropped something. Sorry. Yeah, my husband and I combined our last names, actually. So it's like a funny story that people don't know how to say it. It's McGrath, which was my maiden name, and Reyes, which is his maiden name, I guess. I don't know how you would call that. Um, And we combined it into McGrayus. So we sort of have a little piece of each of us in our last name. You just continue to get more cool, like the more (laughs) I hang out with you. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Oh, I love that. You're, no, you're so welcome. Um, I, I I will share, um, as Caitlin just shared, she and I have met previously. Um, we actually met through a Perinatal Partners Network meeting, um, which is an organization that I'm a part of. Um, it's local to my area. There's over 200 practitioners of us that support perinatal women um, we meet every so often and um, our founders of the organization, they bring in speakers and hosts really just to um, help us be a little bit more aware as practitioners of like what's going on in the space um, in our industry. And it's an opportunity for us to share um really what's going on in our own businesses and how we can all come together to best support women just like you who are listening. Um, So Caitlin joined us in our last meeting. And Caitlin, I don't want to take away from you sharing all about you and where you're at and how you are um, really supporting this this amazing group of women. So I'm not going to do that. But I just want to share that Caitlin came in to present on behalf of um, her company, Um, organization Be Her Village. And holy moly, like mic drop, I will say, I felt like the energy in that space was just like next level inspired after hearing from you and hearing about what you're doing. And I got to tell you, I wish I knew about you when I was expecting with my first. And I'm thrilled that I know about you now. God willing, I'm expecting a second anytime soon. And I'm just like, <laughs> yes, all the snaps. So tell us, Caitlin, tell us about Be Her Village and tell us about what really um, led you to starting um, this 
this way of serving. I love I'll, it. I'll lead it that yeah. way. Yeah. Thank you, first of all, for that high praise. I really feel very grateful for it. Um, so Be Her Village is a gift registry for moms. It's the only gift registry they need. <laughs> That's sort of bold, but it's the gift registry that helps parents, but specifically mothers, um, line up the support that they need, the care that they need when they are becoming parents and welcoming a little one. Because our current baby shower uh, event is hugely popular. You know, there's nothing like it. A community comes together and they family members and coworkers and friends and everybody comes together and they spend tons of money to the tune of $12 billion a year um, on baby shower gifts. And what are they buying? They're buying a bunch of baby stuff. And moms and new parents are going home overloaded with boxes and boxes and boxes of things uh, for their baby. Many of them are less than helpful. Some of them are there to replace the parents rather than support them. And we have the situation where once the baby comes, new moms are left alone with their babies and all this stuff, and they're left to figure it out on their own. And the thing that is missing um, in this celebration, in this initiation into parenthood is a sense of community. And it's sort of been co-opted by this retail industry. It's been co-opted by marketers and factories and pumping out, you know, these marketable items. And we haven't really built the infrastructure around community for ourselves, which is arguably the very most important thing that new mothers, new parents, and old mothers and old parents and experienced parents even. I mean, I'm in like a later phase of motherhood. I need it more now than I did even in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, the village, the quote unquote village is the most necessary thing that we need as parents. Motherhood is not supposed to be done alone. And this American motherhood experience of being overloaded with gifts from your extremely generous, well-meaning, so loving, and you know, wanting to shower you with the things that you need and sort of being tricked is a word that comes to mind, being tricked mm. into loading you up with products. Um, it's unbelievable. And so so we're changing that. We're changing that with Be Her Village. So I built a gift registry platform where you can go and you can shop for your doula and you can find your pelvic floor therapist and you can, you know, line up a chiropractor and book your lactation visit. And you can add all of that to your Be Her Village registry with the actual people that are going to fulfill those services for you. And your friends and family can fund directly into your bank account. They can send you the funds for those services. And we've had almost $250,000 to date um, gifted to new parents on our platform. We have over 2,000 uh, birth workers and maternal health practitioners uh, signed up and in our registry guide for parents to find. And what we're doing day in and day out is changing the conversation around how we celebrate new parents and how we take this ritual, right? This like ritual of motherhood, which is in this American format, it is the baby shower. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think the baby shower is a beautiful celebration. I cried through my entire baby shower. 
because I was pregnant and hormonal and I cried a lot just all the time during my pregnancy. Um, and, you know, outside of my pregnancy too. But it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful coming together. It's a beautiful sharing of energy and pouring into the new mother. And I think there's a better way to capture that generosity, to capture that community, to capture the spirit of uplifting the mother. I think there's a better way to do it than what we're finding in the stores. And I would argue that the products that we do need in the stores and that we are inevitably going to get in the stores um, are better when we pair them with hands-on support. So those bouncers and bottles and strollers and baby wearing and car seats, all those things that we are going to get for ourselves are better when you have a doula, a lactation consultant, a friend, uh, you know, an overnight somebody, somebody to feed you, somebody to do your laundry, somebody to come in and tell you you're doing a great job and it's going to be okay. Um, all of that makes those products work better for us. And so we really need to bring support for the mother and visibility for the mother into the conversation around baby showers and around celebrating parents because the baby shower is whether we sort of acknowledge it or not, because it can be uncomfortable to think about gifting. You know, it's like very, oh, I'm going to get a gift maybe. But like the reality is you're going to get a bunch of gifts and they're going to be to the tune of several thousand dollars at the end of the day. You're going to get gifts when people find out you're pregnant. You're going to get a little work baby shower usually. You're going to get a family baby shower. If you have family in multiple states, some people have like three baby showers. And then, Chelsea, yeah. you. <laughs> I'm like, then me. Yeah. And then people don't know this either, especially first time moms. And then as soon as your baby is born, you're going to get a whole bunch more gifts. And it's those gifts are honestly like the most useless because they are all baby clothes because it is a, like, that's just what you do. You want to send something. Um, yeah. So we're changing that conversation. And like the people that are registering on Be Her Village are sending out their like, hey, the baby was born text with their Be Her Village link, and they're getting all new funds for postpartum care as they're announcing their baby after having gotten, you know, their doulas covered and their midwives covered and their pelvic floor and their all these things sort of um, gifted to them in their major gifting event. It's happening again after the baby is born. And there is just a real shift happening in and not only the support that mothers are able to afford, these out-of-pocket costs, um, yeah. But also for the gift givers. God, it feels so good to give a gift that you know is going to be impactful. And it feels different to gift a lactation consultant versus a breast pump or, you know, a postpartum doula versus a nice stroller. Um, there's real intention and impact and ongoing lasting impact in those types of gifts. And yeah. All of this sort of came out of my own experiences. Um, I have three children. They are now seven, nine, and 11 somehow. I blinked and they became like full human beings, which is weird, but it's okay. <laughs> my oldest went to middle school this year and I was like, I'm not over your birth yet, so I'm not sure right. how you're a middle schooler, but <laughs> it's probably for a different podcast. <laughs> So my entry was sort of like not, I was not on this track at all to become an advocate for mothers, to become, you know, somebody that was working in this field. But I was a special ed teacher in New York City. My husband still works. He's a teacher at the same school that we met at when I was 22 years old, you know, and, um, and I just, there's something about becoming a mother that unites us. And that changes mm. us. You're supposed mm. to be changed, right? You're supposed to be changed by all of the emotions that come up 
throughout your pregnancy and your, you know, your expecting time, your birth is supposed to change you. It's hard for a reason, right? Because it's it's this beautiful challenge. And the the way that you feel when you have your baby just it cracks you open in good and bad ways, right? Like it yes. can look really beautiful and blissful and it can look really dark and really tough. And it, it almost like exclusively depends on the level of support you have lined up for yourself on how that goes. It's like you, it is actually one of those things that is in your control. Can you control whether your baby's heart rate like necessitates a C-section, which was my C-section? No, couldn't control that, but could totally control having a lactation consultant in my home, you know, which I didn't have. <laughs> I wish I had. Um, no. could totally control having somebody help overnight while my husband was in grad school and working full time and I was doing 24-hour parenting and spiraling into anxiety. Totally could have controlled that and didn't know because I was sitting in my nursery surrounded by all of the wonderful, beautiful gifts that my wonderful, beautiful community of women had gifted me, but it wasn't at all what I actually needed. I really needed help. I needed hands-on support. I needed validation. I needed like help figuring out how to be a mother. You know, there's this Mm -hmm. feeling of like, oh, you know, it's just like maternal instincts kick in. And like, absolutely. Although for me, it was real mixed up with postpartum anxiety. I don't know, which is, I was like very instinctual and also a little crazy, a little crazy. Mm. I know that's not like so PC, but I'm calling it about myself. I was a little crazy after my first one was born because I was so connected to those instincts, right? But like, I also didn't have mothers ahead of me that or like surround, you know, I didn't have peer mothers. I was the first in my group to have a baby. And it was like, I didn't have an example. I didn't have a community of people to be like, yeah, no, that happens to me too. That's okay. You know, like just even to validate Mm -hmm. some of the things I was experiencing, some of my worries, some of my troubles of like sleeping and how to breastfeed and how to manage my own extremely basic needs, like eating and peeing and showering and sleeping, you know, with my newborn's constant needs. It was, it was really, really hard. And it doesn't have to be this hard. And motherhood is not traditionally done alone. It has always, up until the past hundred or so years, it has always been done in community. Women have always lived in close communities in multifamily homes or multifamily communities. And there has always been extra hands on to help because newborns do require 24-hour care. They just do. And so how do you do that? You do that by having multiple caregivers to pitch in, whether it's to care for the mother so she can lay in bed and do that 24-hour care, or it's so that somebody can take the baby and, you know, the mother can go tend to her older children or cook a meal or take a walk by herself, you know, (laughs) basic things. Um, So what what we're doing with Be Her Village is really taking a very normal part of what used to be the mothering experience and bringing that into our modern 2023-2024 world, which is paying for support. It looks like professionals. It looks like an energetic exchange with funds, right? It looks like our money, you know, it's uncomfortable to talk about, but the fact of the matter is there's money coming at you in your baby shower. And the way you utilize that little egg, nest egg, right? That little bit of money that's going to come your way is really impactful in terms of how your experience plays out. 
I do not even know where to begin. I'm like, yes, yeah. Everything you were, it's like, oh my goodness, especially after just very recently going through it. You know, my daughter's approaching a year and a half and I, oh my goodness, I truly believe that we are forever postpartum. You just shared, you are still working through stuff with your oldest. Mm -hmm. And it's like that support continues. That feeling of like the constant, you know, thinking of them, the worry, you know, the trying to protect, the feeling, you know, this constant um, pull to give. It doesn't end. Like once a mom, always a mom. And it's just like, oh my goodness, how can we support moms on that journey before they get to that point of just feeling like, oh dear God, what did I do? I'm not saying that even with all of the support in the world, you might not experience some of that, but I really do believe that your fourth trimester, those very early postpartum experiences is what is like the projection, right? That trajectory of what Mm -hmm. that postpartum continues to look like. It's like that foundation of setting it, of like having those resources in in the realm of support is really, I believe, the influence to come, right? Of like how things quote unquote may go for one. And there's such an emphasis on like, it takes a village to raise a child. And I'm like, no, that village supports the mom. Yep. Absolutely. It takes a village to raise a mother. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, and you know, I would even say that that support starts before the fourth trimester, right? Like your, my, just a little quick, like my first birth was a planned birth center out of hospital birth. And it turned very quickly into a medicalized induction and non-doula supported birth that ended up in a C-section. And the whole thing was sort of just, it's kind of unbelievable. And that's a different story for a different day. But it, it was just like, it's hard from my perspective now of having been a doula for 10 years of helping so many mothers and parents on their journey. It's like unbelievable what I allowed to happen to me um, and what was done to me. But it was just, mm. it led me, I think, that whole birth experience got me in this place of not being connected to my power because of how the hospital system just systematically just strips you down of it, literally your clothes and, you know, and in their rules and in their attitude and the way that you are perceived, or at least I was in that setting, it was humiliating. It was dehumanizing. It was awful. And it really like started me by the time I got out of that two days later, it started me in one of the hardest journeys of my life of taking care of a newborn. It started me from this like very weakened, very, um, very, I don't even have the word for it, but just like this position of being stunned almost, right? Like instead of coming in like full of energy and, you know, feeling like, I had been supported through my birthing experience. It was just like it was getting hit by a bus and then trying to run a marathon. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Yeah. Um, so the first, fourth trimester, just I think this is also partially like my birth doula sense that it's like, no, 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 we got to – the fourth trimester begins with the birth. I mean, it really matters yeah. how we how we feel 
during the birth and how we are treated and how powerful and autonomous we feel. And then all of that, like, how do you get that? Well, you work on that with your doula and with your education and with your preparation and your body work and all of these support and care centered, you know, things that you're going to do for yourself in your pregnancy. And so we have, you know, parents, there's stats on like how many hours they spend building their baby registry. Because who doesn't love like researching, right? You read blog articles, you read reviews, <laughs> you go on Facebook, you ask people, you join. You know, I was on like mothering.com, had all these like wonderful, and you should go join them, like wonderful chat room groups. I don't know, do date groups. There's so many places and people spend a lot of time thinking about the products that will support them. And we're not doing as much of that work. Although I have to say the people who are listening to this are already way ahead of the curve, right? You're thinking about the types of support you as a mother, you as a person might need. Yeah. Um, and it it starts, it starts early. And like, I'll sit with people who are thinking about dual support and like doing a consult with me. And it's like, they're 31 weeks and they're like, I feel so behind. And I'm like, listen, you were on your first pregnancy and you're thinking about a doula. You're doing great. <laughs> you know, like Most yeah. of us figure this out. If you ask anyone who's been through it, they, this Be Her Village registry, this idea of lining up support, this idea of needing community, it is an absolute no brainer. We all get it. As soon as you have a baby, you get it. Um, but the the trick is, how do we reach the people who haven't been through that yet? There's such like a fiercely independent streak to the, like the American experience, right? Like we're going to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we're going to we're going to go yeah. out and we're going to like do this by ourselves. There's not this like feeling of interdependence is what we need. And the truth is like regardless of how you view yourself and I did when I was in my 20s and still to this day, but like less so, I was like so proud of being fiercely independent. I thought it was one of the best things about me. Um, until I learned about like trauma responses and how that might be one of them. But <laughs> wait, this explains so much. Yeah. Oh, Google it. It's scary. Um, no, but it's there's like this this feeling of like I can do it all. And you know what? You can't, and you're not supposed to. And when I started learning about what happens in every other developed country in the world, every yeah. single one of them funds parental leave which means they care about mothers. Because who benefits when parents, not just mothers, stay home? The mothers don't have to go back to work and their partners can bond right. with the baby, can give the mother rest. These these places have home visits from doulas or nurses or midwives or postpartum health visitors. It's a different name depending on the country and the healthcare system, but they are sending people into the homes of mothers with newborns to check on them, which is not a revolutionary idea and somehow is. That is... That is, we're the only country in the world that does not guarantee an in-home postpartum care. Which is wild, one. And two, it's like, also, let's just drill in a little bit deeper here. These people are special specialists in that field. I am all for the family coming, and I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that support with breastfeeding coming from a, a lactation consultant is very different than Aunt Sue over here, who's done something and wants to tell you how she did it back in the day. And like, this worked out just fine. And yes. even going back to your point, Caitlin, of like the products in conjunction with that support, I went in hopeful to breastfeed. I feel like breastfeeding is like really big when I think about the start of my postpartum of like, 
I was so hopeful I wanted this, right? And I was so focused on how can I, you know, boost my supply and what pump do I need, right? What mm-hmm. pump is going to be the best for me, you know, whatever. And then it was like the lactation consultant was an afterthought of like, oh, this isn't going so well. Oh, my doctor, you know, the pediatrician is telling me this, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then thank goodness, by the grace of God, we found someone who's covered by insurance, but that's not always the case. No. And it's like, I, I would very confidently say that my lactation consultant was more supportive than the pump was because the pump that I originally got, it was, it was fine. But guess what? Like I ended up needing a portable pump because I ended up exclusively pumping after a certain period of, you know, working through a latch and things. And she was the one who ultimately was like, listen, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm. Like it's not a black and white, like you and your baby and your family are unique. And the way that you're going to nourish your daughter is going to be unique. And listen, like her talking me through all of this was like, oh, wait, I don't have to do it the way that it was always told of me. Mm. Okay. So then what, what's going to help me get there? And like, she was actually the one to like, help us figure out like, okay, we're going to do this and try this and then try this. And if that doesn't work, then we're going to try this. And then ultimately I did end up because again, I went the exclusive pumping route ultimately the pump that I had purchased or I got wasn't ideal for me because I was pumping all the time. So like I couldn't just sit into a wall every, you know, few hours for 20 minutes straight. Like, Right. These, the pump, all of the products that you're going to find in the baby store are tools. Mm-hmm. They're tools. And if you don't have somebody to teach you how to use those tools for you and your family in your specific situation and to validate you along the way and to pass along that wisdom that has been passed along from the earliest mothers to now about how to work with our bodies and how to work with our families and how to find a balance between what we're told online, which is all exaggerated and SEO driven and, you know, very aggressive in certain groups <laughs> online. But like there's this sort of shouting into the void that happens online. And there's a real disconnect between our actual experience. How do you balance, you know, your goals versus reality of what you're facing? How do you balance wanting to be quote unquote natural and work with your body in a physiological way versus the realities of like maybe going back to work or, you know, living in a modern world that does not support that. There's this, there's a path that we all have to pave for ourselves and we need tools. Absolutely. We need products. Absolutely. But the thing we really need is help figuring that out and hands-on help figuring that out. Somebody to come in and validate and teach us. Because the other thing, especially breastfeeding is such a sort of feeding babies is such a hot button topic. And it's something we all have to do regardless, right? We have to feed the baby. And so it is, and it is quite frankly, a good chunk of early motherhood is feeding the baby, get the baby gaining weight, get everybody thriving. It is the first challenge. So it's such a great place to sort of look. And Yes, family support is wonderful. People coming over to cook and clean for you and take care of your older children if you have any, great. But that's not always how families feel. Sometimes families feel judgmental. Sometimes families feel like we have to put on a facade. Sometimes families feel like we have to hold host them. Sometimes families mm. come and demand to hold the baby when we mm. want the baby on us. I mean, there's like families are complicated, let's be real. Um, but the other thing that I saw a lot in my doula work is there's a generational gap 
in knowledge that has happened because of formula companies. And I have absolutely nothing against formula. Formula is wonderful. It feeds babies and it's a great choice. You don't have to breastfeed to be a good mother. It's like, that's not, that's not the, the vibe here. But what has happened due to predatory marketing that happened a generation ago is that many of our mothers were tricked into and were um, almost forced into formula feeding, and they do not understand the physiological nature of breastfeeding. They do not know what it means. They only know how to measure input. They don't know how to you know, figure out if the baby's thriving. And in their beautiful love for their daughters, they can give really bad advice and they can get triggered into judgment, feeling like if their daughter is doing something differently or their daughter-in-law is doing something differently, then they are being attacked. There's like layers Mm. upon layers of like trauma and triggers and all the stuff that does not come with a lactation consultant. Lactation consultants, doulas, postpartum you know, care professionals, they come in with this wisdom. They come in with the goal of helping you reach your goals, no matter what those are, whether it's pumping exclusively, whether it's getting latched on, whether it's, you know, figuring out how to go back to work in six weeks, whatever it is, there's like this incredible amount of knowledge that exists outside of our family units um, that has sort of like, that's where the wisdom has gone. It has gone into professionals. And the reality is that village is not going to look like our neighbors and mothers and aunts and sisters and cousins. It's going to look like, you know, mom groups. It's going to look like some online groups. Absolutely. You have to be careful with those. Um, It's going to look like professional support. That is where um, that care for parents exists in this day and age. And I hope by the time our kids are older, all of this is, you know, free, it feels free anyway. I hope it's covered by insurance (laughs) and just sort of like is a no brainer that just like you go to your OB and that's covered that the lactation visit, the in-home lactation visit, the in-home postpartum care, the pelvic floor therapy, I hope that's all covered the way it is in literally every other developed country. They're caring for mothers in this way. Um, But it is something that's sort of uncomfortable to wrap our heads around is we spend so much time thinking about the $900 stroller and the $1,700 snoo. And we're not thinking, (laughs) (laughs) we're not thinking, how can I support myself with those funds so that I can show up for my baby so that I can be, you know, the best parent that my baby deserves because we all want the best, right? You want the best role. That's why we're spending 40 hours. Did I say that stat before? 40 hours or more building our registries, researching, trying to find the best. And we cannot neglect the person that our babies are going to be with and on and near and around, you know, we need to make sure we are our best for our babies. Quite honestly, we should be doing it for ourselves, but that doesn't really help. Women are very good at like, well, I don't need anything. My cup can remain empty, right? Like I, and I'm like the queen of that. So I'm not saying that as a judgment. I am like, I am still relearning how to take care of myself first. And I've been a mom for like 11 years, but it's, it's something that's very easy for us to like not prioritize ourselves. So if you're not going to prioritize yourself and your health and your mental health, then at least prioritize it so that your baby gets the best parent because you, they're going to be with you more than they're going to be in any of their products. Hopefully that's the idea. Mm. 
it almost like makes me emotional to think about all of this. Because I even think back to, you know, the conversation that we had, you know, at the um, prenatal partners network meeting. And one of the other practitioners there had shared a conversation that she and, you know, her mom had recently had about a family member, right? They were looking on the registry. I don't know if you remember this, but they, um, the practitioner who was there, the daughter was like, oh my goodness, I love that she put on this nursing bra and this and this again for the mom to help care for herself. And meanwhile, her mom was like, oh, I'm not going to get her that. Like, I can't believe that she even put that on there. And I was just like, like, I remember that being a thing for myself in my own registry of choose, you know, I put on just like a few things, right? And I was like, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to buy this. Thankfully, my cousin ended up buying it. But it was just like this, it's like, how do you think with the sentiment, yes, of I do believe that a healthy nurtured mother is ultimately a healthy and nurtured family, right? I do believe that. How do you think we could help other women come to feel that sentiment and actually take action to receive that themselves when they're struggling with something as quote unquote simple as putting nipple balm or, you know, a pumping bra on their registry for themselves? Yeah, I think that conversations like this, I think conversations, um, you know, amongst women is the way that that happens. I think that is how information travels in motherhood communities. And I think that when we normalize things for each other, I think it all works and feels better. I do not think that we will ever get 100% of the grandmas on board. And the good news is we don't have to. We need someone to buy the $900 stroller, right? Like, go ahead, grandma. You can do that. Um, And listen, I'm not knocking grandmas. A lot of them get it. Some of them are just in tears when they realize that there's this like other way. You know, there's this huge emotional surge of their own. I remember going to a Babies and Bumps event in Pittsburgh and talking to mothers walking around with their pregnant daughters. And and it was really interesting to see people, you know, we would explain to the daughter what our platform is, and the mother would just start talking about her own experience, how alone she was, how how she needed this for her. And it's like, there is, there's lots of people that are getting it. But we don't need to get the older generations to understand. We need to help each other. And we need to help our daughters and our daughters-in-law. And we need to help our sons. We need to help the next generation get it. And the good news is, is that the current generation of mothers is wildly claiming their self-care. They are wildly claiming and reclaiming their right to feel good. And so the more we can invite people into that, I think it's I think it's inevitable, quite honestly. If you look at where everything else is going. And how, you know, it's like, no, we're not going to be shamed out of our avocado toast and our Starbucks every day. Like, look at the world. You know what I mean? We always get called like millennials. I'm an elder millennial, by the way. Um, The Gen Z is taking it even more. But like, that's, we're not, we're going to take the simple pleasures in life. We're not going to take jobs that don't feel good or don't pay us and value us. And we're going to do things differently than our parents because we're living in a different world than our parents. And we have different priorities, right? We care about our family. We care about 
products and services that have value. You know, there's just a, it's not just Be Her Village. Be Her Village is a tiny speck in a much larger movement for Mm. our generation and the generations to come to do things in a really different way than our parents and grandparents did. And it's in a funny way, like actually a return to what used to be. People are home birthing more. People are Mm. researching and taking, you know, becoming active participants in their care. They're asking questions. They're not just hanging their brains up. They're hiring doulas. They're listening to podcasts. They're on YouTube. They're learning. They are taking their pregnancy, their birth, their motherhood transition into their hands. Um, And having a different kind of a gift registry is just part of that. And, you know, I can say from what we've seen with Be Her Village, which again, is just a tiny speck in this greater movement towards living better and living in a really different, more intentional way. Um, you know, we don't advertise. We have we don't spend money on advertising. And people find us and we ask them how. We ask birth workers how they find us and we ask parents how they find us. And the parents are finding us from friends because Mm. the moms are registering on Be Her Village and then sending it to all their friends. And people are getting pregnant and their friends are going, oh, you need to go this this registry here. So that is really – we don't have to do much, to be honest with you. Like, obviously, we have to do so much. But but the mothers have already woken up to – what's what. They've already woken up to their need for care. They've already woken up to like, this is unacceptable how this is happening for me and I want better for me and my baby. Um, and it's, it's part of why there's like a robust doula community. There's 200 people in just like the Philadelphia area. It's unbelievable. There's so many people coming into this work because there's a lot of demand for it. And what I can't wait to see is for that to grow and grow and grow. And for this perinatal care from, you know, conception to where I am now and beyond, right? The entire span fully supported um, every step along the way, both through gifts and insurance and whatever else we can come up with to make this care the standard, the baseline. Oh my God, I have goosebumps. I just want to hang out with you all the time. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Deal. Oh my God, yes. Um, Thank you so much for sharing all of that. There's two questions I want to end with. One, of course, is like, for those listening and they're like, hell yes, I want this registry for myself. How how do they do this? Right. I know that, you know, yeah. you, you have the website. How it truly is so simple, I believe. It's but so can simple. you just absolutely yeah, explain. you just go to yeah. beherville.com and you click get started or you click create a registry or you click our FAQ. You can start wherever you want. Um, but it's really easy. You make a registry, you put in a little bit of information about yourself, you connect your bank account so you can get your funds directly into your bank account when people fund them. And then you go shopping and you can shop for, you know, doulas and pelvic floor and lactation and whoever in your area. Um, if we don't have people in your area, which we're a growing company, so we might not, you can get on the phone with me and I will find people for you and I will shop for you. Um, you also, if you already have your team and you're like, oh, I don't I don't need your people. I have my people. You can add them right to your registry. Everything is totally customizable, really, really easy. And then you get all these sharing tools. So you can like, you get a QR code, you get a special link. We give you all the things that you can um, get it out to your friends and family. 
And that's it. And then you just watch the gifts that you actually need come in and you feel the love and you get this long lasting support. And it's really as easy as it can be. And it is, you know, hundreds and hundreds of parents have used the site and we've tweaked it and changed it as we get feedback and as people let us know what they need. And we invite you to do the same. If you're on our site and there's something you need, just shoot us an email. We're a very small team um, and we are extremely responsive and we're constantly trying to make it better. So I hope that mm-hmm. I hope that anyone who's listening who feels fired up about this will. Um, and I'm also inviting birth workers. If you're a doula or somebody else that helps parents um, at any point in their journey, you can sign up, make a free account, add yourself to our registry guide. We have courses and certifications to learn about how to help your clients regis- uh, advocate for themselves as they build their gift registry. We can teach you all about how to set goals with your clients and match them with the products and hands-on support. Um, We have a class launching in January that is for sale right now. It is that we're doing so much to sort of change that conversation, both with the parents and also with the birth workers who are supporting them. So I invite everybody to come to our website, beherevillage.com, click get started, and we'll take it from there. Oh my God. So amazing. Um, thank you for sharing all of that. I cannot imagine truly anyone saying no, thank you. Like I myself, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> um, I always end every conversation with this. You have shared so much advice and wisdom. So please do not think that I'm like, Caitlin, you forgot to tell us something. <laughs> um, but I love to close with this question and it can be related to our conversation. It could be something completely personal. Um, I always ask if you could stand on the rooftop or from the mountaintop, the highest one, and you could shout one piece of advice to every mama for them all to know, what would that piece of advice be? So this changes every time I get asked. Sometimes I say, but I feel like I've already said it, you know, you need a village, you need community, all of that. What I would say right now is you can create the motherhood experience that you want. You can create it. So there's a lot of fear, you know, there's a lot of feeling, there's a lot of information coming at us and it can feel scary sometimes to hear about the realities, the very real realities of the maternal healthcare system. But you alone and not alone have the power to create the motherhood experience that you want. So go pursue it endlessly and boldly and unapologetically keep asking questions, keep connecting with resources, listen to more podcasts, reach out to me, follow people on Instagram and go out there and do what it feels good for you to do without care in the world about what anybody else is doing. Create your experience and do it in a very active um, and intentional way. Mm, So beautiful and so freaking appropriate for me to be part of this conversation. I that is really the essence of core care cultivate. You know, like that being um the methodology that I use with clients when I'm helping coach, you know, expecting or new moms to really figure out what they want that postpartum to look like. I've I've shared I believe that we're forever postpartum. Mm-hmm. And while that makes some women listening to that very bold statement, want to cringe. I always reassure them it doesn't have to. That doesn't have to be your truth. 
I believe that with every birth is a chance to rebirth, rebirth ourselves, rebirth our spirituality, rebirth our purpose, rebirth our relationships, even rebirth our own sleep habits in our home environment. Like it is truthfully an opportunity to, in a sense, build upon our previous version of ourselves or just completely wipe the slate clean and try something completely different. And yes, that does start, I believe, you know, with the pregnancy in and of itself, but also that birth experience and then setting that postpartum support to help us flourish and cultivate that postpartum life that we desire. So I fucking love that, Caitlin. So thank you for saying that. I'm like, wow, that was so perfect. Um, Again, thank you so much for having this conversation. I am so cheering for you and everything that you are doing to shift the conversation for all of us mamas and the mamas to come. And just truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much, Chelsea. This was awesome. And I'm very honored to be asked. You're doing great work with this podcast and with everything that you're working on. Um, And I'm really great to share this space with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode on the Cultivate with Chelsea podcast. If you're inspired by this conversation to help yourself or another mama prepare for life after birth, my number one postpartum planning resource is now available. Check out the link in the show notes for more information. New mamahood is truly a journey and I'm so appreciative to be on it with you. Until next week, with care, Chelsea.